This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is sponsored by the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television, and Radio Artists. For more about UBCP Actra, visit ubcp.com. That's ubcp.com. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Furminger. My mission is to pull back the curtain on Vancouver's film and television industry and expose its beating heart, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom style, by getting deep and down and a little dirty with the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I've got Adrian Petriu. 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 Close. I've Close. got Adrian Petriu. Hello. 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 In the YVR Screen Scene Studio today, and he brought Babka. I brought Babka. He He's brought fresh. Babka, He's, which is making this our very first Bobcast. Bobcast. This is uh, authentic <laughs> Bobcast, uh, is how we do it in uh, Ukraine. Um, and also Ukrainian uh, ASMR. So mm-hmm. you hear the oh, sounds. Of the, I take a bite right now. Um, this is uh, this is good. You give you goosebumps, you know. You hear hear this. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's tuned out now. Everyone's like, yeah, we're done with that. We're done. Um, uh, so I, I call Adrian my uh, Ukrainian brother from a mother mother. Uh, and actually, when I tweeted that out today, my mom was like. What? Who is this person? And who is this other mother you're talking about? So my Ukrainian mom, not digging that, uh, not digging that description at all. Nice. Um, nice. But but Adrian uh, did promise when I booked him that he was going to bring some babka, and not the reason that I booked you, but oh my god. But you know what? If it was, that would also be okay. Yeah. 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 Um, let me introduce you first, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's important that people know why you're here. It's not just because of babka. So Adrian is a veteran. Seems so. You seem so young to call you a veteran, but you are. You are a veteran Vancouver-based actor whose list of recent voice credits reads like a list of all of my daughter's favorite shows. <laughs> um, Adrian voiced Adam in Netflix's The Hollow, which I will say as an adult, I fucking love that too. Um, Danny Niedermeyer in Lego Jurassic World, Legend of Isla Nubar, Nublar, and Gren in The Dragon Prince. Uh, he's voiced Ken in multiple Barbie movies and the titular characters in Scout and the Gumboot Kids. Yes. Such a sweet show. I know. Yeah, and not as sweet, but sweet Iron Man Armored Adventures. Uh, Adrian's been ride or die for cartoons since he first heard Mark Hamill voice the Joker in Batman the Animated Series. And he's been ride or die for perfect... We're going to have to fix that in post. You know what? We're just going to keep going. Never eat babka and record a podcast. I'm just realizing it's like turning to glue yeah. in my mouth. I'm like, uh-oh. It's so chocolatey. Anyway, yeah. he's been ride or die for performing since he wandered into the tents at Bard on the Beach and discovered that acting was a thing, a magical, magical thing. So today, we're going to talk about babka. We're going to talk about magic. We're going to talk about voice acting. We're going to talk about Scout and Adam and Gren, so grab yourself a slice of babka and gather around your favorite podcatcher because we're about to get animated. Hey, see what I did there? <laughs> With one of the nicest humans in the Vancouver screen scene. Oh, man. Okay, let me do this. Okay. Adrian Petriu, La Scavo Prosimo, YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Amazing. Yeah? Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh. Beautiful. Like Beautiful. the real thing. Like the real thing. Um, I, you know, in, in that conversation mm-hmm. about, uh, which was happening when our mouths were full of babka, and I'm like, well, what do you want to talk about today? And how do I pronounce your name? We did talk about that there were, about the pronunciation, uh, the pronunciation. Yeah. How do you pronounce pronunciation? But the pronunciation <laughs> of your name, and that there was a point at some point where you had considered just changing it to make it, you know, quote unquote, easier for people. Yeah. I mean, there was fully a, a time early in my career where I was a little bit insecure about that. Yeah. And, um, and I had gotten feedback feedback from certain places and coaches and things like that. And because my middle name's Roman and that's easy to easy oh. to say. So uh, for a while it was like, well, you know, you could go 
by Adrian Roman. It's a little bit more memorable and easy to, you know, rolls off the tongue. Yeah. And, um, and so there was a time where I my my full stage name was Adrian Roman Petru because I was like, uh, I don't know, I don't feel you right. You say Petru. I say in English, yeah, yeah. In English, I say uh, no, yeah, yeah Petru. But, yeah. The, but the, the Ukrainian is Petru. Petru. Yeah, Petru. Okay, yeah. we're going for authenticity. Today, okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> so my full name then is Adrian Roman Miroslav Petru. Miroslav. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's my dad's name. So, oh, yeah. okay. So I got a little bit of that in there. Yeah, yeah. that and that's a great name. Yeah. And I'm happy that you didn't change your name because then we it gives us a chance to talk about. Yeah. You know, uh, your Ukrainianness, Which I love uh, to talk about. Which you of. love to talk about. You do a lot of tweeting. I mean, that's like literally, I mean, if you had changed your name to Adrian Roman, yeah. we would not be eating delicious babka right no, now. No, no, we wouldn't. Because, you know, I wouldn't have known that that was a common ground that, you know, we had between us, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you find, <laughs> how racist is this industry? No, like, or, you know, like, as far, like, like, how have you found moving through this industry with, with a very strong cultural identity, with the name that you do? Like, have you, have you found that it has hindered or helped your experience of it in any way? I don't know. I don't know that I've been, um, you know, hype, hyper aware of it. Yeah. Uh, Certainly not in um, my closest friends are, are, are actors of color in the city. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'd say in comparison to their experiences, no, I haven't found it a hindrance. I haven't found it a direct uh, advantage either, um, yeah. except for every now. Oh, actually, you know what I'll, what I'll say is my, my one of my first acting coaches I met. Uh, at a Ukrainian uh, Independence Day festival, and oh, he was Ukrainian. His okay. name was Edward Ivanko. Um, actually, recently passed away, and oh. uh, uh, he was actually a, a soap star from the prairies. Believe it or not, uh, I believe it. Yeah, and uh, and a fantastic <laughs> singer. Anyways, so I what wandered an origin up to him. Story. I know, I know. Uh, but I wandered up to him uh, with my mom at this Ukrainian Independence Day festival when I was like ten years old, yeah. and I was like, I want to be an actor too. Uh, and um, is that what your voice sounded like back then? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But uh, you're bombing with the kid voices right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we wandered wandered up to. Him and and, uh, and and we kind of connected over that, and then um, yeah, he sort of helped me enter the, the the film side of the industry, just in terms of uh, you know coaching me through that yeah. that process early on. But, well, that's so cool. there you go. So th- there's somewhere where it kind of connected. Where in the long term, what I really would love to do is be able to uh, tell Ukrainian stories. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean. Uh, Do you mean tell tell Ukrainian stories in English? Tell you yeah. like tell Ukrainian stories like well, well I'm not gonna put words in your mouth. <laughs> Don't you mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah because I I uh, as I admitted to you earlier I speak very broken Ukrainian. I do my best, but I, I fake it most of the time. You're very good. Uh, right, thank you. Dujo dobre. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you know, there's so. Uh, there's such a rich history, and specifically being Ukrainian Canadian and and the mm. descendant of Ukrainian Canadian uh, uh, immigrants, uh, I feel like there are stories that are are, are really relevant yeah. uh, that haven't been told, you yeah. know, on screen. There um, is, I mean, there's a story of, um, I mean, of of racism, of hardship, oh, of yeah. community. Uh, I mean, so and and also like there is this, this idea that there's one. I mean, and I say this this idea in popular Canadian culture yeah. that there's only one kind of Ukrainian immigrant experience where oh, yeah. all of the Ukrainians came over and then they had homesteads and 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 that's why there's so many Ukrainians on the prairies. Yeah. And yet, like that wasn't my family's experience at all. You know, no. and my my grandfather arrived here in 1928. Pier 21, uh, and his family took a train f- after being processed from Halifax to Montreal. And my grandfather worked in a factory in that same area for 40 years. What, you know, right, it was right, like yeah. this big Ukrainian community that was there. You know, what was your what was your family's? Uh, so my my um, arrival story. My mom's side. Uh, you know, my 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 mom's mom had uh, survived genocide. You know, yeah. survived the the holod. Um, Which is not all that widely known. No. You know, and maybe that, like, maybe that's the thing. Maybe there haven't been enough people telling the stories cross-culturally. Yes. You know, like, oh. There well. is a movie, um, 
premiering. It's not premiering at VIF, but it's going to be playing at VIF. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it, um, but I've heard it's quite good. It's called Mr. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, and it's about Gareth Jones, who was a, uh, uh, a British journalist who was sort of the first Western journalist to uh, get in- information about the famine out of the Soviet Union. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously Stalin had a complete lockdown on anything getting out. Oh, yeah. So the world didn't know that was happening, and there was even some... Uh, uh, there was a famous New York Times uh, journalist, Walter uh, Durante, who was sympathetic to Stalin and was actually actively covering up the uh, and and stopping that information from Whoa. spreading. Yeah, and his his actually, uh, he, I believe he had a Pulitzer Prize that was posthumously removed uh, as a result of that. But anyways, sorry, I don't mean to go on a big tangent. But uh, anyways, no, film okay. Mr. Jones is just playing, so you know, uh, this yeah. this show is all about tangents. Okay, good. And apparently now it's about tangents over Bobka. Yeah, and what so. am I doing? I need to be eating more. <laughs> you uh, know, you top that. This is ASMR. Mm-hmm. It's so chocolatey. Can we just say where you picked this up on the yes. way today? Yes, I love them. Uh, they have no idea who I am, but um, uh, Solodko Bakery mm. is in New Westminster. And uh, I don't know New West that well. I just know how to get to it by memory. So yeah. I'm sorry, but you can Google it. <laughs> Sense memory. <laughs> Sense. I can smell it, actually. I'm like Toucan Sam. Yeah. But, but with like pierogies <laughs> yeah. and babka. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then they're going to be opening a, uh, a location in Vancouver oh on God. Victoria uh, called uh, Kozak Eatery. Amazing. And, uh, and they got pierogies. They got the whole deal. And it's. Uh, as authentic as I've found yeah. sort of in town. So, Amazing. Yeah. yeah, so we're talking about uh, how your family entered. Right, yes, yeah. yes, of course. <laughs> right. we got all the way to Babka. Yeah. Back to that. Breaking Babka. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it, it was just, it was harrowing stuff to, to the point where, you know, by the time my Baba was getting to Canada, you know, a large amount of people that she had grown up with around her were dead. Wow. You know, like it was, it was that violent... Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that y- Ukraine really was, uh, you know, in the east, on the eastern front, that was ground zero <laughs> for the majority of the war yeah. uh, in the east. So um, it was it was awful. Uh, it was hell on earth. And so, um, which is something that really amazes me, having known, you know, my Baba and uh, on both sides and, and people of that generation, y- you wouldn't know it. You know, I know they have really deep scars oh yeah but but it wasn't something especially that generation i think there was no i I think you buried that stuff you didn't yeah you just keep going you just keep going and so she she was just this tough sturdy lady you know her whole life and what was her name um uh zonia yeah baba zonia Zonia. sophia but zonia i guess is the is the nickname of it but uh yeah, yeah sophia gower and uh and uh, yeah, so uh, and she I think she had a degree in medicine in Ukraine and she came to Canada and worked as a janitor mm. uh, for years and then a uh, checkout clerk at Eaton's, you know, and and wow. yeah. And, and, and same on, on the other side, too, is, you know, they, they their their lives really were upended and destroyed in Ukraine. And yeah, um, and they came to Canada and really, uh, you know, had to kind of pick up the pieces and start from scratch. Yeah. You know? And. Uh, yeah, and it's just, and, and I think it's just such a beautiful. How does that impact you? You know, especially as um, like I mean, I, I was showing you. I have my grandfather's name tattooed on my arm, and I, I think about uh, <clears throat> I, I think about him. I mean, he's been gone for seventeen years now, but I, I think a lot about the 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 life he led and um, the the work that he did. You know, and in order, you know, to provide for his family, and and he also fought in the war. You know, to yeah. defend, to defend this country, and I I often think what he would think about uh, <laughs> about my choices yeah. and my life today, beginning with the fact that I have his name tattooed on my arm he wouldn't dude you would not like that no of course you know? not yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> at all no uh, but you know like how, like, what impact do you think that you know knowing what they went through to get here you know how, how do you think that's impacted you and then and then yeah lead to this what do you think they would think of the work you're doing now good question <laughs> that's a very good question uh uh, I think uh, my my Baba was always very uh, on both sides. They were all very supportive of us, and um, they. I I always got the feeling from them that, you know, they really did come here in that. Uh, I mean, it's almost a cliche now, but for their kids to have a better life, better life, they yeah. left such hell behind. Um, but it was also important to them that we continue and bring our 
the culture with us. Yes. Right. So that's why oftentimes, uh, you know, I, I, I actually, especially as I'm getting older, I think I took it for granted a lot when I was younger. Yeah. But as I'm getting older, um, I'm, you know, much more conscious of my my Ukrainian heritage and wanting to be proud of it. And also because, mm. you know, I grew up hearing stories about how it was uh you know, it was on the verge of being eradicated. Yeah. You know, the language was banned. Uh, the, you know, uh, um, people don't even know that within Canada there were concentration camps for Ukrainians. Yeah. As when well, you go you know? to Banff, the next time you go to Banff and relax and you know go to the hot springs or whatever, Banff was built by uh, Ukrainian slave labor. Essentially, <sighs> that, there was an internment camp there. There was a memorial there, though, and uh, I have to say. Um, Especially in recent years, Canada has done a, a really good job in recognizing those things. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but absolutely, like the, the and and there was definitely a time when uh, being Eastern European, you know, you were considered an enemy alien. You know, yeah. or you were. Uh, oh my God, my great grandfather, um, he had <clears throat> fought on the. Although he he ended up he escaped, he went AWOL. Um, but World War One, he was a pacifist and a right. communist, and he had all. He burnt. He melted down all of his war medals and his family photos. You know, it was 1930s Montreal, the Duplessis era. You know, there was this big right. like witch hunt. You know, against like he had to burn his. You know, it's not like he was able to call his family and visit them all the time. He had to melt everything down yeah. from his past. Yeah, and, and you hear these, you know, the stories of, of what they went through. And my, uh, I, again, just going to my, my, my mom's mom, because I have all these vivid stories kind of in my mind from her, but the, you know, she had to uh, lie about her identity. Um, yeah. So she, uh, uh, her father was killed, was murdered. Um, he was like, a, I think he, he managed a bank or something and, and he was murdered and, and their family uh, you know, a state was confiscated by the Soviets. Um, and uh, and then when the war broke out, she had to lie about her identity because if the Soviets fu- yeah. found out who she was, she'd probably be killed. So uh, she spoke several languages, including Russian. So she pretended to be uh, Russian. And um, uh, amazingly, she actually uh, worked as a um, Morse code operator and she received the first messages that... Uh, in 1941 that the Nazis were invading the Soviet Union. So she would she was getting those live. <laughs> um, but the I have things, chills. Like, I frankly, I mean, you talk about telling stories and yeah. stuff. I mean, what an... I, mean, these, I, I and, want to watch the mini series about yeah. It was this Bob Babazonia. Yeah, yeah. And I wow. think about you know uh, uh, and just this. Uh, I, it's like a David Lean epic movie, yeah. you know, and and. Uh, and on my dad's side, his dad and, and brothers uh, uh, fought in the UPA, which is the Ukrainian uh, resistance. So they fought both the Germans and the Russians, which yeah. is kind of the worst kind of situation you can imagine yourself in in that oh, sense. God. And um, you know, and and it's just uh, it's it's this just crazy generational story. So, anyways, coming back to today and coming back to my life, I just you know I do feel this responsibility to you know uh, sing their praises and, and carry this the culture forward. And yeah. We're also facing, um, you know, an existential threat today with, yeah. with Putin, you know. Yeah. So Ukraine really has never been allowed to just exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... God, know. the stress that that has, you know, on, on the generations and, you know, through the centuries. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, one, one of the things that I, I love about how you use social media as well. Yes, I, we see some great, you know, grand cosplay and we will <laughs> yeah, be yeah. talking about that yes, if that's yes, what you're yes, listening yes. for. But you've, I mean, you also use it to um, to uh, point out things, that, you know, about Ukrainianness and about Ukraine that some people might not even realize. Like I recently, okay, so we are recording... Um, a couple of days after, you know, impeachment, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi announced the impeachment was going to begin against President Trump, and and you said just an FYI, and you know, yo, yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. it's not the Ukraine, it's Ukraine because you know calling it the Ukraine was a way to you know identify it as a territory, you yeah, know, that, exactly, that, that like it's, it's a, a region, part of, yeah. right? It's an imperialist attitude of. Of you know the, the Ukraine is rich with resources and you know that's a, the 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 imperialist sort of Soviet and neo Soviet uh, outlook would be that um, you know Ukraine is uh, is really a part of Russia and should have always been and that Ukrainians are 
you know, little Russians and, uh, you know, it, that it's, it's... I've heard that term yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. That's offensive. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it is an independent culture. And lots of love to my Russian friends and brothers and sisters out there, too. It's not a... Um, oh my God, you know, the challenges of growing up in, in that, with that kind of um, <clears throat> bureaucracy and government behind you, you know, like that's, yeah. that's its own set of well, challenges. Well, and that's the thing is that when I, when I run into, you know, sort of Putin apologists and things like that, it's, uh, or Soviet apologists, the Russian people were as big victims of, of these governments yes. as you know, and some people don't see that. I yeah. think a lot of people buy into the propaganda because it... It's easier. It and it's makes, patriotic. Yeah. And people people like big anthems and statues and things. Like, it makes, you know, it, it... They do have a good anthem. They do. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, have you seen Hunt for the Red October? I mean, that's enough to me. Like, oh, man, that's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You know what I... And, so you're, I mean, yes, in your future, you will be telling more stories. But I, I mean, we're doing it today. We're talking, right. yeah. you know, over babka. We're part of the, you know, maybe this is not what what my Gigi or my proud Gigi would have would have envisioned. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. sharing our stories in the future. But <laughs> yeah. here we are. Yeah, you know, um, I do want to start. I I, I want to kind of begin the the journey into this career yes, deep dive origin yeah. story that I want to do. Yeah, uh, because. It's so cool. <laughs> I love the work that you're doing, and oh, thank you. Um, you know, there, there. I have heard the story before, and I do want to share it uh, with the listeners as well because uh, it's. I mean, as far as an actor origin stories, it yeah. does not get better yeah. uh, than this one. So I want to b- paint a picture for people who are outside of Vancouver that. Every summer, for the last 30 summers, uh, these tents are erected in Vanier Park mm-hmm. in Vancouver. And uh, in these, te- these tents are, are these m- massive, um, costumed, very incredibly acted uh, performances of sh- the works of William Shakespeare. It's called Bard on the Beach. And, uh, and it is a tradition for a lot of people to go and take in a show because one of the theaters, the back, the bigger one, because there are a few different tents, but the biggest one, it's actually an open, uh, the stage is open. So you, you're watching like the Scottish play or, mm-hmm. or Hamlet or Romeo and Juliet and you're looking beyond, you know, at, out at the, I mean, because Vancouver's super pretty. Like, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, it's a total flex, but yeah, we got mountains, <laughs> we got water, we got Stanley Park. So... Um, so, okay, so this is this is what the backdrop is. And I'm assuming this is in the early to mid-90s sometime. Yeah, that... this would have been um, yeah, 95-ish, yeah. I think. And you're how old? Um, I would have been seven. All right, so seven-year-old Adrian Petreo <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is there with his family. Not there to see these tents, doesn't even know what they are. And go. go. So now eat we're there. You know, you eat babka. <laughs> I was eating while she was talking. Um, teamwork. So, <laughs> teamwork. Um, so we were there. Uh, we had just come back from sailing. So we have a, a my dad had a, a, a still has a, a sailboat, trailable sailboat called the Trizub. Which those, oh yeah, I was yeah. gonna wear mine today. <laughs> I know I have one too. I don't know why I didn't wear it. Uh, so that's the Ukrainian, basically the national symbol coat of arms. If you I know. do love that. You, I mean, we're not exactly known for our our sailing culture. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah, you guys got the boat. We got the boat. <laughs> and I remember when my dad got it too. My mom was like, "Aren't you supposed to name it after a woman? Like, isn't that what you do with a boat?" My dad's like, "Oh, Trezub." So so anyway, so we were. It takes a little while to. You got to take the mast down. You get back and all that stuff. Uh, so we just come back from a family sailing, you know, day trip. My dad's taking it apart. Uh, and I look at this giant, looks like a circus. Were uh, they, like, like because even now they are, they, oh my God, my mouth is full of bomb yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But they are, they look like the, um, the Cirque du Soleil tents. I mean, they're oh, big, yeah. like, huge, like even bit, like, because we don't really have traveling circuses anymore other than yeah. Cirque du Soleil. So, I mean, it's white and red and flags and very magical. Yeah. And this was early on, too. So it wasn't like a, a staple yet. Yeah. And I had certainly never seen it. Um, so I just wander off. My parents aren't you know, paying attention <laughs> or what. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to this place. Um, and so somehow I managed uh, to wander into the green room tent where all the actors are getting <laughs> ready. Um, and, and I could see all these swords and all these uh, elaborate. And it was Hamlet that night. 
uh, and uh, and I remember it was it was uh, Scott Bellis was playing Hamlet, who I I ran into must have been a, two three years ago, uh, and I, it blew my mind. And I was just, I told him this story, and he, he was he was very sweet about it. He had no idea who I was, uh, but uh, uh, Scott Bellis was playing Hamlet, and uh, uh, and Douglas Campbell was the ghost. Wow. And I remember seeing him all, you know, it, it, the make powdered makeup on his face, you know, to make him all dead and gray and everything, and this big beard. And were you thinking, oh, that's an actor? Or you're like, what is, who is, what is that? Yeah, it yeah. was just like, yeah, more that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just like, what has happened? I can uh, imagine, like, being seven. One, tents are super magical. Yeah. To, and you are you just embark on an adventure. You yeah. Know? It's like, I mean, it's how such magical a, and insane that must have been. I know. And then uh, uh, Douglas Campbell, I remember he was just about to go out and, and he had noticed me and another actor had kind of come over and said, oh, you know, what are you doing, little boy <laughs> kind of thing? And it was very clear I wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, and then uh, Douglas Campbell was just walking up the back steps to, to appear as the ghost and he gave me a little wink. And then he went, and it was, uh, you know, when, when he's, he, uh, if you know Hamlet, the scene with the swear, you know, and he's Hamlet, Hamlet and his father's ghost, and this booming voice, and the drama of this tent, and the, you know, the wind blowing in the background, and I was just like, this is one of the most magical things I've ever seen oh. in my life. And then uh, uh, Christopher Gaze came and <laughs> found me, I think the actor probably got He's the uh, founder and artistic director of Bard on the Beach That's and very, right. very much an actor as yes, well. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> um, so he took me to find my parents and he was like, yo, boy, I wandered into the tent. Uh, sorry, Christopher Gaze, if you're listening. It was a terrible impression. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, there you go. And it's like, oh my God, right, you do voices. Yeah. And so then he, uh, he said if we uh, wanted to that we could come back the next night uh, and see the show for free. So he gave us tickets. Because so, he didn't want to be sued. It's like, that's prob- <laughs> probably it. Um, and I'm sure the security improved the next year. Uh, but anyways, they, uh, so we came back the next night. I was so excited. And I, I just remember how, uh, and I feel like it's always been this way ever since with me and, and Shakespeare, is uh, just how it transcended the, you know, the complexity of the language and it was just performed so well and directed so well that I understood as a seven-year-old sitting there watching Hamlet, yeah. and I got it, and I had goosebumps, and I remember just like the, the, the you know every the swords, the, everything. It's just like I want to do what they're doing, and so um, from especially because your first like we had Gabrielle Rose in here a few mm-hmm. days ago, and she. I mean, she had that experience of going to Regent Park and seeing Midsummer Night's Dream and like seeing Puck and be like, I want to be Puck. Yeah, right. Like it was for you. It's like you wanted to be the person wearing the makeup. Yeah. Part of the magic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so and then so my my uh, uh, they I believe they still do it. There was a, a program called the Young Shakespeareans program. And it was a two week day camp yeah. where you go and learn Shakespeare. Oh, and wow. It's like ages like uh, six to 13 or something. Just awesome. And it's taught usually by the actors from the main cast yeah. of whatever show they're doing. And so I ended up doing that every summer for the next, I don't know, eight years. Yeah. Um, and that that really was what, because then it was um, my coaches from, or teachers from there that, uh, you know, came to my mom one year and said, you know, Adrian really loves this. Do you, have you guys thought about him doing this, you know, professionally? And yeah. they, they helped us, you know, get my very first agent. And uh, and so, yeah, that, that moment uh, at Bard was really how it all began. Oh, yeah, I still get goosebumps when I hear that. I it's it is it's a pretty good origin it story. It sounds made up. Yeah, like, it's, it's too convenient. <laughs> but it's I will true. be fact checking this yes, with uh, yeah. with Bard and, yes, exactly. and Christopher. Yeah. Um, but like, what kind of career did you want then <laughs> when you first began? Was it about theater or or because you have this whole? I mean, I made some puns about you know animation and animated life and whatever. But I mean, you are. I was gonna say you're the face of voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> the face of voice acting. That's awesome. But, but you know, I mean, you have this like just incredible, you know, career as a voice <clears throat> actor. And I also know that you are an on-camera actor as well. But yeah. like when you're starting out, what did you want? I don't, I just wanted to act. Like yeah. I just wanted to, I kind of just still do. You know what I mean? You like get, it's just like. Walk into a room and flail your arms out. Yeah, I'm an actor. Exactly. I'm just like, who needs me? Like who needs <laughs> me to say some stuff for them? Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and that really was it at first, and, and I really, really, and I still do to this day, really love theater and, and the, the just the thrill of um, being in front of a live audience. And I think there was also something when I was young 
to get all, uh, I don't know, to be my own therapist here. but um, I can be your therapist. There, what do you, you want to talk about? Um, I was always a small kid. And, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm still a small kid. Um, and uh, when I stood on stage, I felt like I was 10 feet tall. Mm. You know, and I, I immediately, you know, when they, they would always kind of have to spend time with the kids to get them to project, you know, and explain how to get it. I was like that. Like, I was just ready to <laughs> boom onto the stage. Like, it was just... My daughter's like that yeah. as well. And I, yeah. I loved it. Like, I just lived up there. Um, and so I just, I felt like, you know, where normally I'm the youngest sibling and, all, you know, I was always a small kid in class and stuff like that. And, and so all of a sudden I felt like I, I could be, you know, Hamlet or I could be, you know, Big Mac or whoever, and, you know, and, and do these power or Prospero or what have you. And, yeah. um, and it was just this, this transcendent experience. And then, yeah. And, and I think. But how did you get to the voice stuff? The voice. Stuff. I don't know why I'm whispering. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back into the <laughs> the sweaty balls. Yeah, um, stuff. yeah, but like, what? So, what was? I mean, we we I did mention in my intro. I know yeah. we've talked before about. Um, I mean, yes, you were a Shakespeare kid and all that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. also love cartoons. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the cartoon thing, I didn't even know that that was like uh, the the flip side of like of of wanting to be the actor on the stage. The flip side of that with the cartoon world was I loved animation, I loved cartoons, but I didn't really, I never thought that you could do that. Yeah. In that that scenario, I watched and I just thought that was the Joker. Yeah. And ba- you know, like I didn't know that was Mark Hamill yeah. until years later. You didn't know that was like, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know exactly. <laughs> um, and so we find out that's pretty like mind blowing. Eh? It was. Yeah. It was years later, and my head exploded. Yeah. Right. But then. Uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, eventually when I, I, I had, had got into, gotten a, a film agent and the agency had a voice division. Mm-hmm. And my mom was the one who was like, I think you should really try this. You love doing voices and you love, you know, that's like one of your favorite parts of, of acting. And, um, you know, your why don't mom. we? Oh, yeah. My mom is, I mean, both my parents, but my mom was like, my momager in a good, yeah. in a, in a good in way. In the best kind of way. way. And so. Well, because often we have people come in and they talk about um, that they need to convince <clears> their <throat> parents, you know, that they 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 were fighting yeah. against their parents, you know, that they had to like stick a claim and be part of it. But your mom was actually like, be like, hey, look at this part of it. You can do this too. Oh, That's yeah. It's amazing. She always, always was. And when even when, when I went to university for history, my mom was like, oh, that's that's good. You're still gonna act though, right? Like it was like, like that. Whoa. Yeah, like she's like, you're not, you're not giving up, are you? And I was like, well, no, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of exploring and seeing what my options are. That is amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, this is what our, this is our 14th episode of season two. We did 25. That's a first time because all ever that, that somebody's parent has been like, oh, you're doing this other thing. Uh, that's you know actually looks like it could actually be more of like a solid path to like teaching or whatever. But yeah. you're gonna do the other thing, right? The thing that makes you happy, your passion. Exactly. Thing. And. Yeah. Anytime I was discouraged, my mom was always the, the first one to like kibosh my plan B. Yeah. Um, which, which, yeah, in retrospect, and now that I'm a parent, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so, so. I'm sorry, what do you mean by that? Like now that it's your parent, you actually see how amazing it is because like you see the need for a plan B or like no, to no, give security yeah, or like. Yeah, like a, that insecurity as a parent of like that knee jerk reaction of like. School safe. Something safe. Yeah. Something safe. <laughs> um, even though I believe, you know, that you really should be do what makes you truly happy. Yeah. There's also that other voice that, that kicks in that sometimes you have to kind of debate with. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, my. My son's old, not even two yet, so I'm I'm barely you know I'm at the tip of the ice. Two, but here. running the show. Totally, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So going back to to voiceover, um, uh, it was I started doing um, voiceover commercials. My f- very first audition was for an IZBZ commercial, and I remember putting the headphones on mm-hmm. and. There's no babka because that's totally unprofessional. Totally unprofessional. Yeah. Oh God, there was no babka, and I remember putting the headphones on. And speaking into the microphone for the first time, and you know, just like I am now, and hearing my own voice, and loving it. Yeah. You know, whereas I had the opposite reaction when I started doing on camera classes. I'd see um. myself on camera and just cringe, and you know, ah, it's not what I imagined yeah. it to be. Um, but voiceover, I loved what was what I was hearing. Yeah. You know, and so I felt very comfortable, and um, and then uh, many years. 
later, not many years, I'd say like three or four years of, of doing commercials and uh, occasionally auditioning for animation, but having absolutely no idea what I was doing. Mm. There was nowhere to learn. There was no schools. Like here, there's, there's I teach at a voiceover school. There's a lot of places yeah. to learn voiceover now. <laughs> um, there wasn't back then. Yeah. There was once a year, a, a, you know, a workshop would come to town. Um, and so I would just fail repeatedly. Um, and then uh, you'd be learning repeatedly. From exactly. That's true. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Marvel came around. And so they were casting for um, a straight to DVD cartoon movie called The Next Avengers. This was way before the Marvel Disney MCU, thing. Yeah, yeah. And this is all, all before that. And uh, I uh, ended up booking the role of Hawkeye. And that was just magic. It was pure magic. It, 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 Took me straight back to the watching Batman days, yeah. you know, and and like, oh my god, I just sucked my teeth into it, and then um, it was because I did that that a couple months later I was asked to audition for Iron Man, wow. and then that was my, you know, first major cartoon. And I'm not a fan of Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as he is now, as he is now, with yeah, the Jeep, Jeep commercials. <laughs> I think he has his own app now. Yeah, he has his own app. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Renner too, but also like Hawkeye. I'm just not, also not the, the yeah. biggest fan of. So the step though from Hawkeye to fucking Iron Man, yeah. that is, yeah, that's amazing. It, yeah. It blew my mind. And I remember, uh, I remember my agent calling me, my voice agent, and all he said, so I picked up the phone and I said, hello, <laughs> uh, as, as one does. Hello. Uh, this is very this is needless details. <laughs> Um, and then he said, is this Tony Stark? And I went, ah! I, was, I was in first year university too. And I'm like, I'm dropping out of school. I didn't, I didn't drop out. But, um, but wow. yeah, it was, that was mind blowing. And then I remember I called my best friend uh, and instead of talking into the phone, I blasted Black Sabbath. Yeah. And he had no idea because I hadn't told him. Uh, that I auditioned for it. So he had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, he's just like rocking out and enjoying it. Yeah, but yeah. he's like, Adrian, you're a weird dude. Um, yeah. So what's changed? So, yeah. so, so, you know, as far as like, I I want to know like what goes into creating yeah. a voice, you know, because I, there are moments when you're talking that I have like, I'm being hit with like Scout because I've watched so much Scout yeah. and the Gumboot Kids. Yeah. I love, I love what they do. <clears throat> I love that little, little mouse and, oh, you know. Oh stop motion. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, and that's actually job. like one of the, I mean, that show has received all sorts of love from organizations around the world, including the David Suzuki Foundation, yes. because it's one of these shows that actually gets kids to go out and explore nature, yeah, and which is amazing. Yeah, they've got books out now. Yeah. They've got books, and they have a live show that travels. Amazing, yeah, yeah with, with Jesse Farrell. Jesse Farrell, yeah. You know, and but so I, I've, there's been glimpses of that, but mm-hmm. then, like, then I'm like, oh, yeah, but you're also Adam from mm-hmm. The Hollow, which is such a, a great show, and, like, just so, like engrossing and totally different from you know the experience of Scout and the Gumboot Kids and, yeah. then, and then there's you know the Dragon Prince like which are so like what goes into creating those you know different voices and like and because I love to do mm-hmm. apparently I love to do many part questions I'll I'm totally to jacked on the chocolate from oh, this babka yeah. because it's been like it's so just slowly. I see why you got the end piece because there's just so much more chocolate so, but then yeah. you kind of start to regret it as yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it's like when when are you happiest in the process you know so you're creating the voice like is i'm gonna give you a chance to think about it uh actually you know what we're gonna do mm. i'm gonna give you a chance to think about it because his mouth is literally just completely I, I don't know why you took such you were trying to buy yourself bite. some time we're gonna take a break and when we come back <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh what goes into creating a voice and when adrian is happiest in the process yeah that's that's a chance to to to, to digest (laughs) all right we'll be right back yeah yeah actually why don't you you're the voice guy you go we'll be right back oh wow (laughs) right right into puberty my voice is shot today if you can't hear that so what i'll just do that then we'll be right back (laughs) hiring professional performers makes all the difference to the success of any recorded media project Did you know that the Union of BC Performers, ACTRA, provides agreements for all budgets and types of productions, including commercials, TV series and movies, feature films, from big budget to Canadian indies and student films, animation series, video games, web series, and even streaming video on demand, like Netflix? 
For instance, our highly successful UBCP ACTRA Ultra Low Budget Agreement encourages and facilitates artistic collaboration between professional performers and independent producers who wish to produce very low budget or even no budget productions. No matter what your budget, we've got you covered, and you too can benefit from UBCP ACTRA's award-winning world-class performers. So, if you need actors, voiceover artists, stunt coordinators, stunt performers, singers, dancers, puppeteers, stand-ins, background performers, ranging across any age or demographic, then just contact us at UBCP Actra. Make your project the very best that it can be. This message was read by a UBCP Actra member. Go to ubcp.com for more information. Oh, I should have had you welcome us back with your with that. Can you actually do that? Can you please with with my horrible voice? With, wait, well, yeah, with the with, Hi, with the people. We're back um, now with me, famous voice actor Adrian Adrian Petru. 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 <laughs> oh God! You. All right, enough. 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 <laughs> settle. Enough. Everybody, settle. Oh my God! I, this is the babka. I know. Was there something else in this? Yes. Did you buy it from somebody at the back of a like, a, like out of a van I at the did. back of? It was just the... a guy. Yeah, it's a guy. <laughs> yeah. It's a magic bobka. buy it too. It's so magical. Yeah. Okay, let's get okay. back to the question. You keep steering it back to bobka. Well, it is here. <laughs> I know. It's honestly, I should have mic'd the bobka, and they could have just been talking to us today. It's magical, it is. and uh, I just I want to talk about creating voices. Yes, it's so, okay, okay. The work that goes into creating voices, and then when you are happiest. Yeah. Okay. So, the the I don't have like a, a set uh, method necessarily. Like I don't have a set like oh okay I have an audition and these are these are the steps that I'm gonna take. Yeah. It really depends on. Um, it depends on the role, depends on the style of the show. Yeah. It depends on if I have the art of the character or not. Oh, so that makes a difference, eh? Huge difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it was I've... something like um, like uh, <clears throat> Gren. Yeah. Like, did, were you able to see the artwork first? Gren, I didn't. So oh. Gren um, is a great example of a spontaneous process in that uh, coming to terms with his character. So his character was written... Um, so he serves as a, uh, a sign language uh, uh, interpreter for a character on the show who is deaf. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, in, in the reading of the character, in the, in the way it was written, it, it was written very straight. Yeah. Um, and so, you know. <clears throat> so oh, it's the Bobka. Sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, my voice is just shy. I was on set till late last night oh. and my son goes to daycare and he brings home the plague. Oh and my God, so. kids are so, I have wine. They're so gross. Yeah, so I'm full of. I'm always sick all the time. Just all sorts of bugs. Which is why our people drink so much vodka to kill the germs. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And I, I should have had that. that. I gave and you I, cold brew instead. I, I need the caffeine though. I need yeah. the caffeine. So I'll take the caffeine. Okay. Um, next, time, next time vodka with our babka. Yes. Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Vodka babka. Um, vodka babka babkas. Yes. Yeah. Um, vodkas. Vodka. Vodkas, yes. Wow. Uh, okay, so Grant, so uh, uh, I was trying to sort of, I, I had recorded some takes of just sometimes, you know, in acting, they say, if it's a smaller role, just play the job, you know, if it's yeah. a, if it's a you know, guard or something, just play your profession. Um, and I felt like it needed something more than that yeah. um, and I felt like there was something intended within the script more than that but I couldn't quite put my finger on it and as I was doing a bunch of takes at home and not really liking what I was doing uh, my golden retriever Marty McFly came into the room <laughs> and uh, as as he does because there's always a Marty McFly golden retriever in these stories yeah, of course yeah and so he wanders I know it's all my stories sound made up yeah um, so, so he walks into the room on a skateboard no, no. so he comes into the room and uh, and just sort of sits there and looks at me uh, and sort of sits dutifully but he yeah. has this kind of puppy dog kind of smile at me and I have to stop the take because he's breathing too loud yeah. which is a constant problem in my house with mm-hmm. him um, and uh and then it just sort of hit me that I was like, oh, Gren's a golden retriever. Like he's he's very loyal and he takes his job very seriously, but he's also incredibly naive and sweet and Aww. loving and couldn't hurt a fly. And so I just found this uh, incredible kind of dichotomy of the character to play in this very short audition. Wow. And that translated apparently. And, and it was something I got to, um, uh, the creators of the show and, and, and director were super supportive of and that we kind of, uh, uh, took far further 
uh, wow. as the show progressed. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so Your dog gave you a note. He did. Marty yeah. was listening. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is all wrong. And yeah. I just got to go and make my presence felt yeah. so that he can see. Yeah. And then, like, another character, uh, uh, Scout, came from. Scout. Uh, so my. Uh, my mom passed away a few years ago. Yeah. And immediately, uh, in in the sort of, you know, days after she passed away, <clears throat> I told, you know, my a- agents, I, obviously, and they're super understanding. I'm I'm not going to be auditioning for the next I don't know how long. But, yeah. But right now, obviously, I'm not. Um. And but I said, you know, feel free to just pass things along, and and I can always, if something really, I think could be a good way to get my mind off things, then I will, you know, maybe I'll do it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it was a couple, there was this kind of window b- between when she passed away and the funeral, which was, I it felt like a very long time, and it was probably a week in between, um, uh, that this audition had come in, and, and my voice agent uh, forwarded it to me, and he said, you know, you, you don't have to do this at all, I just thought I'd pass it along, it's a nice little project, um, you know, I hope, hope, hope everything's okay, and, and everything like that. And so I, I opened it, and... Uh, my mom was really passionate about teaching kids, so she actually taught um, Ukrainian school to, to to like toddler age kids in the basement of a church in New West for free. Like that was just something she did. Um, yeah, uh, and my mom loved kids, and she loved teaching kids, and she connect. The kids loved her. Like she just connected with them instantly, even in a supermarket. You know. Yeah. Um, and and then I was reading the script and. You know, here's this mouse telling me to take a breath and have a mindful moment. And it was just, I, I was just having such a therapeutic experience reading the script. And I was like, you know what? I am going to do this. Yeah. Not, and I wasn't thinking like, because I'm going to book it. Yeah. I just thought like, this this feels nice to read, yeah. you know? And so I went and uh, I just sort of spoke from the heart as opposed to, you know, I think in, maybe in another context, I would have looked at it and said, oh, he's a mouse. OK, I got, you know, I got to do some sort of really animated kind of yeah. thing. And I was like, I'm, I'm just I just want to say these things. <laughs> you yeah. know, I just want to say them honestly. Uh, and that ultimately turned turned out to be, you know, I, I got offered the role and a little later. And uh, and so that, yeah, that 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 character has a really sort of special place in, in my heart. You know, I'm very protective of Scout. Yeah. You know. I, well, I'm protective of Scout. I mean, I love Scout, but yeah. now I'm really protective of yeah. Scout. Nobody yeah. mess with Scout. Yeah. Or Daisy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, da- yeah. Ashley Ball voices yeah. Daisy. Yeah. She's she's fantastic. And she's also in The Hollow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, another t- way of approaching a character, uh, like I said, with the, with the uh, art you know, if you get the art ahead of time, yeah. um, oftentimes you're you're able to make, you know, physical adjustments that might, you know, just to, just their size. Like if a character has a really, you know, dramatically, abstractly large chest, yeah. he's going to have a, a more resonant, booming voice. Right. Um, right. Yeah, right. As opposed to if, if they're drawn like little string beans and, you know, like yeah. there's, there's just you're, you're naturally going to start to make those kinds of adjustments and... Um, uh, What's more fun yeah. for you then? Is it is it is it more fun to to put the like figure out w- what the character sounds like, or is it more fun to actually go in there and record? Go in there and record yeah. is my favorite part because that I think I've come to a place now in in, in all my acting where um, on a good day I'll I'll say um, that the work happens at home. Yeah, the work happens ahead of time, and then I I've got to just. Trust that I've done the work. Yeah. If I've done it, <laughs> well, I've got to trust that I've done the work and then just let it flow and yeah. be present and see what happens and try to surprise myself because then I can, that's fun. You yeah. know, that, that's where the real fun is. And so to get to your question about what makes you happiest, it's those moments that you're really plugged into a character and and you surprise yourself. Something comes out, a laugh, a reaction, or a certain, you know, delivery of a line or a reaction to another character that isn't anything you could have contrived sitting there yeah. trying to go, you know, how am I going to deliver this line exactly? It's because you've done the work so that you've left it open <clears throat> so that you can you can have those magical moments. Yeah. Because you've laid that kind of foundation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I felt the need to <laughs> to repeat, <laughs> to reword, and then to send it out there. But no. like that's, yeah. yeah. I just want to make sure that you know that I am picking up what you are putting down. She's really listening. Yeah, I'm super listening. Um, I'm going to pepper you with a bunch of questions. And I want you to just like to just to talk. 
Okay. All right, you ready? Long answers, short answers. Oh, they're they're short. Short, okay. Yeah. And they're kind of unfair. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Favorite cartoon character of all time? Oh, oh my gosh, of all time. Just say it. Just Bugs say Bunny, it. Bugs Bunny. Okay. Favorite project to work on? Oh, <laughs> oh god. Most recently Lego Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, favorite person to work with? What? Uh, my good friend Vincent Tong. Oh, he was in here recently. I know He's he was. so good. Yeah. Uh, favorite character to voice? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. There's so many amazing ones. Uh, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll hit Tony Stark because that, that started everything. That's a good one. Okay. Animated project you want to be a part of? <sighs> um, uh, um, there's so many. Uh, just talk. Just like anything. Mar- Marvel. It's still Star Wars. It's Star Wars Resistance. <sighs> okay. Okay. Star Wars Resistance. I got that out there. You're sweating. You're these sweating really hard a lot questions. right now. I don't know why you thought okay, these take, were easy questions. Take, I didn't think they were easy. Just, just take okay. a break. They're done. All right. <laughs> do, do you do you have like these like what the fuck? This is actually my life moments. Like, and if so, like when do those happen? Oh wow. Uh, yeah. You know what? They're they usually happen in session. Yeah. When we're doing something really ridiculous, oftentimes like it'll be. <clears throat> while we do uh, Walla, you know, you're, you, you, Walla is where you, uh, you know, at the end of a session, it's almost like extra work for voice. So you do a bunch of uh, like crowd kind of voices and really? things like that with the whole cast and you fill things in uh, and uh, and you just have to kind of improvise and they layer it, right? So no one can really hear what you're saying, but you've just got to kind of keep talking. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and the Walla. stupidest is called Walla, with which... Uh, uh, comes from uh, with all actors. Walla. I was told that. That might be wrong, but someone told me that. Um, <laughs> so I telling you. Uh, so, and the, anyways, the stupidest stuff comes out of your mouth in those moments. Uh, and then you stand there going like, I, I'm being paid for this. This is my job. I'm, doing, I'm just like, <laughs> Mom, I'm, I'm going to go into this fridge and get a sandwich. You know, and, uh, and, and other times when it's, you know, I have been so, so fortunate to have the opportunities to voice some uh, characters that uh, really connected with kids, and and I think those actually that would be my biggest wow. What the hell yeah. is this kind of moment? I mean, I've seen some of the artwork and some of the cosplay. You know, that's been yeah. inspired by the work that you do. It's like it's incredible. And and I had uh, so there was uh, I'm I'm on a show called Beyblade, and yeah. it's kids are really into. It's based off a. Of, toy and it's this anime um and kids it's like tops and they battle and um uh i I was on my so i live in a little townhouse community and we have a face collective facebook group and a bunch of the parents were on there getting their kids together who are huge beyblade fans to go have a beyblade competition in our like community center building and i was like oh my god so i came so i showed up and i brought them some signed you know photos and stuff and it was it was super funny because it's like half of them their minds were blown but then the other half like these are like seven-year-olds i was like hey do you recognize my voice the kid's like uh no I'm like oh do you like beyblade and they're like yeah beyblade's best I'm like do you know shoe yeah that's me okay I'm wow, like, oh. wait a humble, that's a humbling yeah, moment I'm there like, oh okay <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, but I've I'm also, crying. yeah. Um, oh my god! But I, <laughs> there's times when I think that's I'm a so, lot more important than I am. Wow. <laughs> but I've also had some. <laughs> I've had some moving experiences too. Um, okay, I don't know. You've just broken me. Yeah, I know. There. This is my. This is my what the fuck. This is actually my life moment. That there is. You go. Yeah. That is a. Am- that is amazing, Adrian. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It happens <laughs> more often than I'd like to admit. Um, keeps you humble. Keeps you humble. Yeah. Or I'm finding it at conventions too. I'm, I'm new to the convention circuit, yeah. but um, some people come up and <laughs> and just bless them. They just come up and they're like, "So what do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm a voice actor." And they're like, "Who'd you play?" I'm like, "Oh, have you seen you know I'll list some shows?" No. Oh, okay. And then they're like, "All right, bye." And they walk away. I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's great." Uh, but it's good. It is I got another five hours of this. Yeah, awesome. I'll just continue sitting here. Uh, hey, what yeah. is what is your what is your son? That like so you said your son's two, almost two, almost yeah. almost two, almost two, almost two. Yeah, uh, and and so, what 20, 23 months now? Uh, yeah, twenty two months. I lost count. You're still, at yeah. twenty months. I lost yeah. count. So he's 
20, 21 months, yeah. 22 months. Yeah, that's how math works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so d- does, does your son know what daddy does? No. Yeah. No. And I don't know. I don't know how I'll ever explain it to him. And I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I just, I, I did play scout for him and yeah. he loved it. But he didn't. He didn't know it was you. He didn't make any that I can tell. He didn't yeah. make any connection that that's data. And I don't know if I wanted to yet. Yeah. You know, keep that magic going. And yeah. yet, you know, think about you. Your first experience to the theater was going into a green room, was seeing how things work. You yeah. Know? Maybe some point you you bring him to a well, to a session or something. I have right? a home studio, so one of these days, you know, he's he's gonna start to get curious about all this stuff yeah. <laughs> you know the microphone hanging down from the wall and all yeah. that so you know Nicole Oliver yes I do so when I fir- of course you do <laughs> but when Everybody I but when Nicole. I first when I first met Nicole and became friends with Nicole uh, my daughter was like three and a half or four um, and you know was be- becoming this huge My Little Pony Friendship is Magic fan and uh, we went to Nicole's house for an event and you know Nicole has this like you know a lot of artwork that's Princess Celestia yeah, around her house and um, I had told Mari you know that I knew Princess Celestia right. and so uh, Mari stood there and she's pointing and Nicole's like do you know who that is and Mari's like yeah that's Princess Celestia she's friends with my mommy <laughs> and Nicole was like yes yes I'm friends with her too <laughs> Then there would be a few years would go by, and then yeah. I was like, "Wait, that's Nicole." And then, but then she was old enough to think that that was so fucking cool. Yeah, you know, like yeah. and like, oh wow, I can, I can do this too. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. Yeah. So seeing yeah. the magic that goes that goes into pulling this all together, you know. Well, and kids too. Or it's, I mean, they need authentic kid voices. Yeah. shows, you know, it can't all be adults doing it. And uh, and so, yeah, there's a fantastic opportunity for kids to get involved. Yeah. You, know? um, you mentioned uh, Back to the Future. Well, you mentioned yeah. Marty McFly. Um, and did I you notice my shirt? Yeah, I did notice your shirt. Well, I was also, while you were talking, I'm thinking, because like um, Vincent, during his episode, he talked about uh, Back to the Future. Uh, Sachin Sahil talked about Back to, like it just is coming up a lot this season. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I I do some time travel in this podcast. Yeah. And I'd be like way back machine or TARDIS, but now it's the DeLorean. It's been the DeLorean this season. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're going to get in the DeLorean. Okay. And uh, you're like, I'm ready. Here we go. Cold brew. Yeah. Um, Mr. Fusion. Yeah, totally. Let's let's get into the into the DeLorean and let's go back in time mm. uh, to uh, to Vanier Point to the Bard on the Beach tents. You, you, Christopher Gaze has just walked you out of the tents. Your mind is blown. Yeah. You have one minute to give your seven year old self some advice. Oh wow! Yeah, what would you say, or would you mm. say anything at all? Because that's an option too. Yeah. Um, I would probably consider where else I could go in the DeLorean. Like, do we go to the Old West? Do we do something? Okay, okay listen, no <laughs> Old West, okay? Or, okay, all right. Because that does, I don't count that one. Uh, it's It's got its moments. ZZ Top is in it. Anyways. I see. <laughs> Did you see the look on my face? It's yeah. like, you're lucky you brought Bobka. Yeah. It's oh like God. saying that Crystal Skull is your favorite Indiana Jones movie. That's a trilogy. That, that is a trilogy. That, <laughs> that is a is trilogy. A... And we're not going to, you shouldn't have said the C S word. It's, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so my childhood self. <laughs> yeah. Um, I w- yeah, a part of me wouldn't want to say anything. I mean, to a seven-year-old especially, yeah. if I could maybe write a little note for him to hold on to and not open till his like teens, you know, <laughs> I, I I might say, uh, just don't worry about your career mm. and just enjoy what you do and enjoy getting good at what you do. Yeah, and the career will follow. Because I feel like I I wasted a lot of anxiety and stress and things worrying about, you know, we have a lot of. Uh, I don't know. We live in this culture where we kind of idolize the grind mentality. Yeah. This is the grind. Everybody's going to hustle, grind, hustle, grind. And I feel like we're just exhausting ourselves. Yeah. So just be, just do good work. And when you're not doing good work, relax and yeah. enjoy your family. I love that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I absolutely so do. I, 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 that's what I would maybe. Yeah. I, he's not going to understand it. So yeah. Sure, but 
That's what I would say. That feels like a bit of a cheat answer, too. Here's some advice. Fold it in a paper to open in yeah. like a decade, you know, yeah. but that's that's fine. It's it's your it's your answer. My God, Adrian, it's been a pleasure. Such a to pleasure. To have oh you here gosh. today. Yakuyu. Where can our fans find you on the social media? OK, very easy. Very creative. Uh, Adrian Petru is okay. my my call sign, call sign Twitter handle. I, I think Instagram. it's Twitter handle. Think, Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it's my name everywhere. So yeah. on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, and uh, and I've got a Facebook page and and all the rest. So that's that's where I live. And this is perfect timing for my voice to just it's totally cut out. going now. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I actually have a voice job after this. So this no, you don't. I do, but it's one line, and I think I'm going to be able to do it. So. Do you, what is the line? I can't say. You can't I, say. I, I think it's top secret. A top secret one line? Everything, for some reason, in voiceover these days is top secret. I have to sign NDAs about everything. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody's going to know what this is. I don't know what this is. It's not, like, it's even like, close the door. Close the door! Close the door! I think... There's NDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't. You can't recognize that there's a door. Yeah, so I can't, I can't. But Oh my God. I'm going to have to drink some water. We have water, we have tea, we have smoothie. Okay, we're yeah. going to get you sorted. Okay. But in the meantime, to our listeners... I thank you for joining us today. Please like and subscribe and leave us a review if you're so inclined. They help us find new listeners and new listeners find us. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. Oh my God, there's the Bob Cannon. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YVR Screen Scene. The YVR Screen Scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by myself, Sabrina Furminger, and it's produced and edited by Simon Furminger. Special thanks to Tyson Braddock and Paul Furminger, or family business, for technical support, and to Dane Devalet for the original music. Also, thank you so much for bringing Bobka. You're Adrian. welcome. You're so fast. Uh, YVR Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut! <laughs>